Tim turned the music up. Give Tim a second to turn the music off. Or somewhere, wherever that music's coming from. Okay, so, second part. This big, big topic of fear. There's a, it's a, so much to cover that we, there's no way we can do it in three weeks. But today I want to, I, I think this is a fear that maybe we've all had at one time or another. Something that we've all experienced. But before I, I let you know what that is, I want you to think of something that you wanted to be when you grew up. What are some things that you wanted to be when you grew up, when you were a little kid? Did you, did you think of things like maybe you want to be an astronaut? Maybe you want to be a pilot? Maybe some of us even want to be, a, to be the president. I'm not exactly sure why you would want to do that in this day and age. I don't think I would, but you know, things like firemen, a movie star, things like th that that we just dreamed of being when we were a little kid. And then a lot of those things, we probably grew out of those things. We, we no longer wanted to be those. But then I think there's other times that there was things we really wanted to be that, but we were afraid. We were afraid to even try that. That we were afraid because we had this fear of failure. That we were afraid to try. That failure is just simply that we fail. We have goals. We have things that we want to do. And we just don't have success. We don't accomplish something. And we fail. And I think sometimes with this fear, when we fail, that our life just seems to stop where it is. That we don't move forward. That we, that we don't do anything else other than just sit there and live in this fear. This fear that we will fail. And I believe that every one of us can probably, like I said, think of something that we failed at. I don't think any of us have not done that. You know, we've maybe failed at a job. We've maybe failed at a relationship. We failed at a business. Maybe we failed at a marriage. Maybe we think of ourselves as a, as a failure as a parent. Maybe there's an addiction that you've failed at. Maybe there's something, alcohol, drugs, pornography. Maybe you've got a long, long, long time and you've had success. You haven't, you've had that addiction, but just one night you failed. So now we're just stuck in that. We're, we live in that and we... Maybe another thing is, is that we've been told all of our life that you're, gonna, you're a failure. You're never going to amount to anything. You're just a failure. It's all you're ever going to be is a failure. So we become trapped in this belief, this trap that nothing will ever change, that I'm just so afraid to try to do anything else, that I just convince myself, it's the title of the sermon today, of why even try? I'm just going to fail, so why even try? Now, the Bible is, is, it's amazing how God uses, he just uses a bunch of failures. The Bible's full of failures, full of people that fail. Start, in fact, we look at, and right away in Genesis, we look at Adam and Eve. They had one simple thing. One simple thing they were told not to do. They were told, you can do all of these things, but just don't eat from that one tree. So what did they do? They failed. They ate from that tree. And if you notice, if you go back and read the story, what did they do right away? They became afraid. They heard God in the, in the, in the, 
garden with them to see them, which was a common occurrence. And they became afraid and they hid. Now, Peter is easy to pick on. Because Peter is, he might be the poster child of failure. Because if you look at Peter's life, if you remember, Peter was the one that got out of the boat when Jesus was walking on the water. Jesus is the one that got out of the boat. He started walking, he actually was walking on water. And then he took his eyes off of Jesus and he became distracted. He wasn't focused on Jesus anymore. And, well, he failed. He failed, he started to sink and he cried out to Jesus and said, save me which Jesus extended out his arm, caught his arm, and he saved him. But Peter failed. So one of the, Peter's biggest examples of failure is probably when he denied Jesus three times. In fact, not every story is in all four of the Gospels, but this story is actually in all four of the Gospels, that that's how big a failure this was. Today I want to read out of Matthew chapter 26. We're going to start in verse 31. It'll be on the screen. And I'll read. It says, Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Pretty bold statement, Peter. Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, This very night, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. All the other disciples said the same. So we're in this situation. Peter has, he's made some pretty bold statements here. Some pretty bold things that I'm not going to fail you. Jesus, I'm not going to ever disown you. Those Those other jokers over there, yeah, they might, but not me. Pretty bold statements throughout of Peter. And when we continue, we'll continue here, but we're at a point now where Jesus has been arrested. He's in front of the high priest. Peter has followed along at a distance just to kind of see what's going on. Those other jokers, those other disciples, they've already failed. They're already afraid. They're already hiding. They're already gone out of the picture. But let's see what Peter does. Verse 69, it says, Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. There's his first failure. Then he went out out to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. So failure number two, but notice he's making an oath now. He's making a promise. It's kind of like if in our terms on the play lot, you know, I pinky swear. I, didn't, I don't know this man. He's, he's adding to this of how he deni- he's denying, how he's failing. And after a little while, they stood there wanting, stood there, went up to Peter and said, surely you're one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and swore to them. I don't know the man. Again, failure number three. And he's even making it more of a bigger promise, more of a bigger oath. So think of these double pinky swearing. Now, he's adamantly denying, I don't know this man. So he's failing those words that he said, that I'll never deny you. 
Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. As I've been saying, Jesus failed. He failed it three times. Not just once, but three times. Peter, in fact, I think Peter knows that he's failed. Peter knows that, that he, he is a failure now. So he takes him out, himself outside. He's, maybe he's feeling sorry for himself. Maybe he's just trapped in that feeling that he's, that he, of being afraid. He's, he's afraid that he just is a failure and he's never going to amount to anything. So he has a choice to make. He has a choice to stay there, to be stuck on the porch, rejected, feeling like he just he failed. That's all he's ever going to be. Or there's some other things he can do to, to pick himself up and not let the fear just determine the course of the rest of his life. So I think the first thing Peter needs to realize is that we all fail. We all fail. I think all of us can think we failed. Now, who knows what this crazy little thing is? You guys remember this? Some kids. Rubik's Cube. Yep. Which one of you solved this the first time you, you received one of these? Still haven't. I haven't either, Arnie. I, I, in fact, this thing came with instructions, and I think the instructions are harder than just trying to figure out how to solve it yourself. But do you remember that because we failed at it the first time, we still kept trying, right? We would try for hours. Because this was, kids, this was our video games. Kids right there, in the, th these were our video games. That's what we had for video games growing up. But we just kept trying. We, we didn't let this hold us in defeat, this thing. But so why in life sometimes do we just let that hold us there? Because we're fearful of, of not being able to, to figure it out. We're, just, we're fear of, of this failure, that we're just going to fail at that. I'm going to fail at this, at this Rubik's Cube, so I'm not even going to try anymore. What, why even try? So I also want to show you another example of Peter, how big a failure he is. So if some of you will remember that there's a story, it actually is right before Peter denies him three times, Jesus three times, that Peter, um, Jesus was talking to, P to the disciples and he said, this is what's going to have to happen. I'm going to have to die. I'm going to have to rise again. And th these are the things that are going to happen. And Peter grabs Jesus and he pulls him aside and he, he really kind of starts to argue with him, telling Jesus that, no, that's not, no, that, no, we can't, no, that, no. And if you remember what Jesus said, to Peter. He said, get behind me, Satan. So maybe in a way he's saying, Peter, you failed me again. You don't even know who I am. You don't even understand that you're a failure. James 3.2 tells us, says we all stumble in many ways. We all stumble in many ways. There isn't one of us that's immune to, to, to failure. That we're all going to fail. We've all failed in our lives and we're going to continue to fail. So I think the question becomes, what are you going to do when you fail? What are you going to do when we fail? We can live our lives in this failure, be stuck in that. We can, we can be, like I said, why even try? It's a little bit of a motto. Maybe even today in just this car culture of 
I'm just going to fail, so why even try? Or we could just sit in our house in fear and, and just be defeated. We can be defeated by our fear. If you look at the story, it says Peter went outside and he wept bitterly. Peter was defeated. He was in that failure right there. Now, in high school, for some strange reason, um, my friend who was in this this chorus group choir thing, um, I think because they got out of school a lot of times, he talked me into trying out for this thing. And what you need to know is that I can't sing. Like, I, I don't even know how or why or what. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. They even agreed to do this. I think it was because I could get out of school. And, you know, my mom, and she has my wife convinced that I'm this great singer because she says, oh, Jared had this wonderful voice. But I think that's when I was four years old, and every mom says thinks their kid is, has this great voice at four years old because they're all liars. But so I, I go to this tryout, and the, the teacher, she goes, well, sing this song, and I mean, it was, I'm, I'm glad it was in the basement. There wasn't any windows around because they probably would have broke. And I think she was being very gracious to me, but I don't think she could get me out of the room fast enough. It was a complete and utter failure. Just complete. There was nothing positive about it. I was, in, I, I was a little bit maybe defeated. Probably went to my school locker and just sat there and wept and cried. Sitting in my failure, sitting in my my defeat and to be honest with you I joke about it but like I've been in that the rest of my life like I I just have convinced myself that I don't have any ability no musical talent no anything and so I just go to myself so why even try and I don't so I'm in a way I'm stuck in this fear stuck in this fear of failure and so I want to ask is there something that you failed at is there simple, something that you're fearful of right now and you're, you feel kind of stuck in that? You're kind of defeated in that. I just want you to think about that right now. And I want you to think that maybe there's another choice. Maybe there's another choice that when we fail, that maybe we could learn from it. And I think I'm, I want to give you some quotes of some people that I don't think you guys would consider these guys failures. These are, these are guys that are, that are, are famous people, and, and I, I don't think they're failures, but this is how they looked at failure. First one is Albert Einstein. It says, success is failure in progress. Yeah, Albert Einstein's a pretty smart guy. Pretty, pretty, you know, everybody knows Albert Einstein, and I don't think anybody would call him a dummy. But he's saying, you know, we can't succeed unless we fail. That every time we fail that we make progress we make progress if we choose to learn from that failure now Abraham Lincoln my great concern is not whether you have failed but whether you you are content with your failure we ac accept our failure we accept our that fear of it that we just don't even try anymore that we don't even try to learn from it that the actual the problem is it's not that we fail. The problem is that we're, we're okay with it. We're okay with our failure. We're okay with just living with our failure and being in that failure and being stuck in that. Last one is by Vincent Van Gogh. 
If you have a voice within you, say you cannot paint, then by all means paint, and the voice will be silenced. Vincent Van Gogh is a you know, famous painter. It's a name probably most of us have heard before. But what he's saying is that when you fail, and I think a lot of us can relate to this, is when we fail at something, when something happens and we're, we're not successful, all of a sudden there's this little voice that comes in our head. This little voice that says, you know what? Don't, don't even try because you're going to fail. You can't do that because you're going to fail. Don't, don't, you'll, you'll just keep failing. So don't even try. Why even try? And I think Van Gogh is saying is, you know what? Don't listen to that voice. He's saying, don't listen to that. He's saying, you know what? Whatever that voice is telling you to do, you go do it. Because you know what? That little voice won't like that. That little voice will go away. Because you'll start to have, at least, you may not be a brilliant painter, but you'll start to have some success by getting that voice to go away. So, have we even thought of that? What can you learn from your failures? Have we even thought that that might be a question you could ask, is what can I learn from this failure? And maybe y you failed so many times that you just think it's no use. That, that phrase I keep saying again, why even try? Now in Proverbs 24, 16, it tells us, the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again but one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. That even though we fail, even though we're going to fail, we keep getting up again and again and again. That we don't let it keep us down. That the failure is not final. It's not the end. That we don't let fear, that fear of failure, decide for us. I want us to look at 2 Timothy 4, 7-8. It says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me that day. Now, have you ever noticed in verse 7, it says, finish the race? It doesn't say win the race. It says, finish the race. I think what God is saying is he's asking us to be faithful. He's asking us to be faithful to him. You know what? You're going, to fail along the, you're going to fail along the way. We're all going to fail. But I want you to finish the race. I don't want you to give up. I don't want you to give in to that failure. Give in to that fear. And, you know, think about a race. Think if you're going somewhere. If you're running the race and you, you, you get stuck, you fail at something, and you don't ever go forward, you don't ever take another step forward, you can't ever finish that race. You have to go forward. You have to do something to, to finish that race. That we have to learn from our failure, and maybe we, we give failure a new definition. That failure isn't that you didn't arrive at your goal. And I want to emphasize your goal, because maybe it's my goal. It's the goal that I put on myself. It's not God's goal. Maybe, maybe God's goal is a little different for me. And you know what? God's going to know we're going to fail at times. But the, he wants us to finish the race. But maybe if we look at failure is that failure maybe is not even making an effort. That we just don't even make an effort. That that's what the, what the actual failure is. So I want to give you an example of that. 
I think some of you know that I used to run marathons. And so I had a goal of running a marathon in under four hours. And some of you may look at that and go, man, that's slow. But other people might look at that and go, you're crazy. But either way, that was a goal. It was a realistic goal. In fact, I came within two minutes of reaching that goal. I was that close to reaching that goal. That it, it, it was two minutes. In fact, in two minutes away, like I could see the finish line away. I was that close. And I could see that it goes four, zero, zero, zero. And I failed. That I was a failure. So what did I do? Did I just stop? Stay stuck where I was and just turn around and walk away, walk into the crowd and, and, and just not even finish the race? You know, at, at this point in a race, in a marathon, there are thousands and thousands of people cheering you on at this point. They're yelling and they're screaming and there's music playing and there's excitement and there's energy. And you know what? They're not yelling at me going, you know what? Jared, you're a failure. Jared, you didn't make that four-hour time. You failed. You might as well just quit. Why are you even trying? No. They're, they're yelling and they're screaming and they're, they want me to keep going and to finish the race. And you know what? I, I've run other marathons since then knowing I'm not going to hit that mark knowing that I'm going to fail. In fact, I would like to run another one now, and I know I'll never come close to that four-hour mark. And you know what? Even though I didn't make that mark, I still got a medal. I still finished the race. So failure in that situation would have been just not finishing the race. But instead, I, I can learn from that. I can learn that Whatever it is, I just need to keep going. I just need to keep working on that, can keep planning to finish the race. Back to Peter a little bit. We didn't hear from Peter for a while in in the in the gospel for a while, and we, we're not really sure what what kind of went through his head or what kind of he transpired. We hear about him after Jesus has died. And after he's, Jesus has risen from the dead. But Peter might have just been living in his failure for a while. Not even trying. So what did Peter do? Well, Peter went fishing. Because that's what he does. He's a fisherman. It says in John 21.3, it says, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. Well, and actually, before Peter went fishing, we do see a little bit more of Peter before that. That we see Peter... When Peter received word that the tomb was empty, when there was people that reported back and said, something's happened, that Jesus isn't in the tomb anymore, Peter was the first one running to the tomb to see what was going on. We also see Peter as being the first one of the 12 disciples that Jesus appeared to. In 1 Corinthians 15.5, it tells us, he says, he, who they're referring to Jesus, was seen by Peter and then by the 12 I think what we see is Jesus is saying, Peter, I'm not going to hold this failure against you. Peter, you failed me, so, so now you're just stuck there. You're going to have to live in this failure for the rest of your life. You're going to have to live in this fear forever. And I don't see Jesus saying this, that, that, Peter, 
you know what, you're no use to me anymore. You failed me. You're no use. I don't see him saying, Peter, why even try? Or, Peter, you've always been a failure. And you always will be. I don't see Jesus doing that. I don't see Jesus doing that at all. And what I see Jesus doing is actually the next point I want to make about our failure. That when we fail, that our failure becomes a chance for God to, to restore us. That we can be restored after you fail. That after Peter failed three times, that Jesus, really what he did is he started to start this process of restoring him. That Peter was starting to be restored. That he didn't let fear keep him captive. Now, as I said, Peter going fishing, that's in John 21, that, that chapter. And in that, chat, that, that gospel of John, you can see that the other disciples joined him. So they all went fishing. And that night, when they were fishing, they caught nothing. So now Peter and the disciples are all a bunch of failures. So they can't even catch fish. And that was their profession. So they were fishermen, so they can't even do that anymore. They're a failure. And then to make it worse, they're coming back to shore with no fish, and there's this guy yelling on the shore going, hey, did you catch any fish? Which now they have to admit their failure to somebody else and say, we didn't catch anything. So then maybe just to kind of rub salt in the wound, this guy goes and yells at him and says, you know what? You need to catch that, cast on the other side just one more time. Cast on the right side, which they do in their failure, and they catch so many fish, they have a hard time hauling it all in. Well, as this is going on, somebody says to Peter, they go, I know who that is, that's Jesus. And before he gets the last syllable out, Peter is already in the water swimming to shore. He's not living in fear of failure anymore. He didn't have any fear, he didn't have any hesitation. He wasn't letting that, that his failure hold him back. So Jesus invites him them all to have breakfast with them. They're having breakfast, and after breakfast, we see Jesus going to Peter. He's going, and he asked Peter three times. He says, Peter, do you love me? Three times he asked him, Peter, do you love me? Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. But Peter being Peter, the failure, finally after the third time, Peter's saying to himself, he's like going, Lord, why are you asking me? Three times. Because I think Peter's thinking in his head, he's going, am I still a failure? Is there still something wrong with me? Why are you doing this? Notice the, 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 the key to this. And in, in, in the songs that we've sung, I, we can hear this in your mind. In his mind, Peter is saying, I'm a failure. Peter's making this up in his mind. He's, he's creating this thing in his mind of being a failure. He's, becoming, trying to, he's almost being trapped in this again. But I don't see that as that. I see what Jesus is doing is Jesus is restoring Peter. He's restoring him. And he's saying, you know what, Peter? I'm not going to have your, your past hold this against you. I don't hold these failures against you. All these failures that you've done, I want you to give confidence that, that you can do what I'm asking you to do. Peter, I believe in you. Peter, I know that you can do this. And you know what? We see Peter doing it. In Acts, in Acts 2, we see Peter actually giving 
like the first gospel message to a large, large crowd. Peter stands up. The crowd thinks that, that everybody's drunk, and Peter stands up and says, no, they're not drunk. He proceeds to tell them about Jesus. He proceeds to tell them about that. In fact, I want to read you Acts 2, verse 41. This is at the end of this, this message that he gave. It says, those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Peter became an evangelist. 3,000 people came to know Jesus that day. The next two chapters of Acts, all we see is stories about Peter. Peter became a leader of these disciples. Peter didn't live in that failure. Peter wasn't stuck in that. He wasn't too fearful to even try. He wasn't asking that question, why even try? He just did it. Let's look at some people that maybe you'll, you'll see that these people failed, but they have success. I mentioned Abraham Lincoln before. We're gonna t- I want to talk about him again. Abraham Lincoln lost his job when he was 23. His wife died when he was 26. If you don't know it, Abraham Lincoln tried to run for public office many, 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 many times, and he failed. He lost. Finally, he had a couple victories, and, well, he became, eventually became president, or 16th president. Now, many of you aren't going to know this next name, Curtis Jackson. I think anybody probably knows this next name, or maybe you might know his stage name, a couple of you, but this, Curtis Jackson is 50 Cent. 50 Cent is a kid that grew up in the projects of New York. He, um, mother was a drug dealer. His mom died when he was eight. And um, he started selling drugs himself when he was 12. He was a high school dropout, in and out of juvie. And uh, he was uh, in prison at age 19. When he was out of prison, he got shot nine times, was left for dead. And uh, he actually had a record album because he's a rapper. And uh, he lost that record deal. So fail, failure after failure. But then a, a person named Eminem and Dr. Dre signed him, and he's actually become a, a famous rapper and actually a businessman. He's um, successful at, at several different things. This next one, I don't know if you know J.K. Rowling. Is that a name anybody knows? You will know. But uh, she's a failure. She had a strained relationship with her father. Her mother had MS, and so she didn't have a close relationship with her. She was wanting to go to Oxford, which is a very prestigious school, and got rejected from that. So she had to go to the school where all the commoners went. She um, became married and divorced. She was a single parent, very, very close to homelessness. In fact, she, for all intents and purposes, she probably was somewhat homeless. And uh, she was depressed, extremely depressed, so depressed that she was suicidal. And uh, she wrote a book. Harry Potter, she wrote this book, and it was rejected by 12 different publishing houses, said no. Finally, this small little publishing house said yes, and here's a lady that they say is the first author that became a billionaire. Now, there's this other guy. He's standing in front of you right now. Just grew up ordinary home, nothing special. Actually, probably, you know, a little bit under even middle class home. Um, son of a poor dirt farmer. Never had any really close friends. Grades weren't outstanding. 
nothing, nothing special, nothing, nothing to stick out. Had some dreams, had some ambitions, had some desires, but you know what? Just never attempted them because he was too afraid, too afraid of failing. Well, one day I did try. I said, you know, I'm going to try this and do this, and I'm up in front of you today because I'm a failure too. So ask the question again, why even try? Because that is kind of the question, is it? Why, why even try? That we can all think of those times that we failed, that we're going to still, still fail. It's just unavoidable. Now, I gave you some example of these people, and, you know, they're famous people, and their success is, is, is you know, fame and fortune and those kind of things. But they didn't let their failure hold them back. They didn't let them keep them stuck. So I just paused for a moment of what would your life look like if you just stopped? If you were in your failure and you just stopped? That we became content with that. We just figured it was okay. It was okay. It's okay to be in that failure. I'm just going to stay there. That we, as Peter did, we sit on our porch and cry. That our we're just too afraid to even try. Now, for some of us that are married, think of a marriage. Inevitably, you have disagreements. You have arguments. You have fights. So, you fail. You fail your vows. You fail this relationship. So what if you just decide, why even try? I'm just going to be stuck in this. I'm not even going to try anymore. I'm not going to try to learn from my, my failure, learn from my failure of getting mad and getting in this argument. But what if we did learn from our failure? What if we did learn and we start to work, we start to talk, we start to communicate, we start to learn each, about each other, and we start to figure this thing out? And what is that doing? We're restoring our marriage. We're restoring our relationship. I think that's what God wants us to do is start restoring ourselves. Use our failure and learn from it. What if we also just put our trust in God? That we just kept getting up like I read in the verse earlier. We just keep getting up again and again. And we finish the race. Philippians 4.13 tells us, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now it's this person it's, it's this person, Jesus, that gives us his strength. Jesus is the one that gives us the strength to finish this race. He gives us this power to overcome this failure. That when Peter, you know, when he was his little crybaby self sitting on the porch crying, it was Jesus that restored him. It was Jesus that restored him. Peter put his faith in, in Jesus. So I ask him, why even try? Why even try? Because God has a plan for us. So are we going to trust him? Are we going to put our faith in him? Are we going to have this faith that says, I don't need to be afraid of failing anymore. That I don't need to let this fear hold me. I don't need to be, let it hold me and hold me captive. Or last week I said, you can have faith, which is faith is the opposite of fear. 
I can just trust in God's word. And this is a phrase I'm going to say over and over again for the next, today and next week is that we just do not be afraid. For if God is for us, who can be against us? Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for today. I thank you for everybody in this room. I just pray for, um, against fear. Lord, just help us to not be stuck in this fear that we have, that we, that if we have failed in the past, if there's people in this room, Lord, that have just failed and they're, they just can't get past it. They, they just keep asking, telling themselves, why even try? Lord, I, I pray that you give them the strength to try, that you give them the strength to restore them, to, to lift them up, to, to help them finish the race, Lord. I also want to, maybe there's someone, Lord, that just hasn't even put their trust and their faith in you. That they, maybe they're not even in the race yet because they haven't said yes to you. That they are, they're, they're, maybe they're too afraid to. That uh, I just pray that there's somebody in this room that just wants to, to, to put their faith in you, to, to trust you, to um, rise up again and not let failure, failure keep them held. Just pray that you just lift your hand and look at me and say yes to Jesus. Say yes that I'm going to put my trust and my faith in you. Lord, just be with everybody in this room today. And like I said, just help us to not be afraid of failure and to finish the race. In your name, amen.